Blog Talk Radio. Hi and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Carol Dean is a producer, as well as the author of The Art of Film Funding, Second Edition, and The Art of Manifesting, Creating Your Future. Her executive producer credits are BAM 6.6, Women Behind the Camera, Step Away from the Stone, American Chain Gang, and more on IMBD. Carol is an entrepreneur who created and ran a film business in Hollywood, New York City, and Chicago, Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. So I apologize for that interruption. That's all right. And I, I Mars believe- is retrograde. All of this is going to be normal for the next couple of months, so it's all right. Yes. I think we, it's just a little technical stuff mixed in with what you just said. Right. It is. So, I'll, Yes. There's still just a little more I'd like to tell our listeners, if I may. Just let me go. I'll go ahead and finish uh, letting you know. Uh, that Carol is currently the president of From the Heart Productions, uh, a 501c3 nonprofit, where she manages the grant and fiscal sponsorships for the nonprofit, and she teaches intentional film funding with Tom Malloy through FromTheHeartProductions.com. And also, Carol, this is our final class on Wallace Waddle's incredible book, The Science of Getting Rich. And Wallace was truly a pioneer in realizing and writing about the power of your mind. Yes, he was, Claire. And I want everyone to know about this information. And that's why it's important that we share directly from Wallace's book. So we're really quoting him throughout this class today. This information is from Wallace. Now, he says that thought is the creative power or the impelling force which causes the creative power to act, and that thinking in what he refers to as a certain way will bring riches to you, but you must not rely upon thought alone, paying no attention to personal action. The failure to meet thought with personal action is the downfall of many people. So what is that certain way that you're talking about? Right. Certain action, certain way. Uh, Rebecca Fine of the Science of Getting Rich newsletter and her network describes it as basically knowing that you're creating your own experience with your thoughts and the actions that grow out of those thoughts. Uh, Because, you see, I believe that your thoughts can create your future. I've seen it happen for me many times, and I'm sure 
our listeners have had experiences where there was something they really wanted and they focused intently on the vision, the feeling it existed, and then did things to bring it into their reality and it happened for them. We all have this ability. It's recognizing it and using it. Right. You know, in uh, the feature film Iron Woman on Margaret Thatcher, she wisely said, and I really love this, watch your thoughts for they become words. Watch your words for they become actions. Watch your actions for they become habits. Watch your habits for they become your character. And watch your character for it becomes your destiny, what we think we become. Well said, Margaret Thatcher. That's it in a nutshell. And Claire, Margaret Thatcher knew that. She took herself from the daughter of a grocer to a prime minister of Great Britain. And she is someone to listen to, a brilliant woman. So I'm sure that Wallace Waddles meant exactly what Margaret said, You have to start with your thoughts because they really uh, are the beginning. That is your creativity. That is the one thing that belongs to you, your thoughts. And you can think any way you want. I mean, you are in charge of your thoughts. For example, let's say that you're running late for work. So rather than spend your time in the car visualizing your boss giving you a dirty look or standing there with the hands on hips saying, you know, shaking their head at you, it's better if you uh, think of your boss as being in a great mood. You come in, you wave to the boss, you go right to work, and you work late after everyone leaves to make up for that time without being asked. This is a better visualization, and it's more likely to happen when you focus on it. Wallace continues by saying that we must not only think, but we must act on our goals, too. By thought, you can cause the gold in the mountains to be impelled towards you, but it will not mine itself, refine itself, coin itself into double eagles, and come rolling along the road, seeking its way into your pocket. Wallace believes that your thought makes all things animate and inanimate work to bring you what you want, but your personal activity must be such that you can rightly receive what you want when it reaches you, you see. So this is really another important part of it, being able to receive. Yes, indeed. And that's hard for some people. So how do you suggest people handle this part of it? Well, uh You've got to break it into pieces. For example, let's take a goal and say that you're a filmmaker and you're making a documentary and you want to raise $30,000 to some, uh, make interviews, create interviews, and get your trailer made. So the first thing you do is make a to-do list. How are you going to get that 30000 So this is the left brain work to go with the right brain visualization Exactly. You make a list of how to raise the money. You might say, apply for grants. All right? Uh, That would be the topic. And under that, you would put, I spend 
four hours a week researching grants online at foundationcenter.org. I find grants that we can apply for that best suit us. Next line, writing grant application. All right? And so perhaps you have a grant down for 10000 All right? And so you're working on that 10 through those actions. But now where's the other 20? So perhaps you say, I raised 10000 from a funding party, all in the current present tense. You have to pretend it's happening now. 10000 from a funding party and 10000 in crowdfunding. Okay. Well, yes, and I know that you wrote a book where you really go into a lot of detail about the funding party and things that, that can happen around that and how to do it. Um, where do you have the funding party? Well, you want your friends to open their homes to you because you need your friends' database you need new names to donate to your film. So to do this, you make a list of people who have large houses or apartments to accommodate a party, or even someone who lives in a complex, but they have a community room where you could have a party, or someone who has a small house but a large backyard. You can bring in tables and chairs. Put your creativity into this. So you make a list mm-hmm. and you start calling these people to pitch the idea of the party. Get an okay, set a date. And in my book, The Art of Film Funding, I have a list of 43 things you need to do for a film funding party. This is the action list that you need to do to get the money, and that action list should be under your goals. So, And also, at this point, if you're really thinking of this, I recommend it for summertime and fall. It's a great time. People love to get out during this part of the year, and particularly they like it when it's outside. And Mari Warshawski, W-A-R-S-H-O-W-S-K-I, has a brilliant book called The Fundraising House Party. It's very inexpensive on Amazon. I highly recommend that and my book together, and you'll be a pro at house parties. So I think that um, I think that also the idea at of having it at friends' homes makes it a more welcoming environment for your friends' friends to come there rather than if you held it at a restaurant or a civic club uh, uh, meeting or something like that. Is, is that part of the idea there? You are spot on, Claire. Sometimes you, like you get your dentist or your doctor you know, or your lawyer to help you. And people will come because they want to see the inside of their home. Oh, I'd love to see where Robert lives. Yes, of course I'm coming. <laughs> you know, we all want to see how's it decorated and how does he live and what's going on. And So you're right. There will be different reasons for people to come to the party, and you usually you want to find a name uh, that would attract them too. That could be a community leader, uh, someone that's local, maybe a local newscaster or politician that's local, uh, anything that you can do, anyone you can find in the area to come and just as uh, a support for you. And you never ask for the money yourself. You always have someone else who knows you, loves you, and supports you ask for the money, and they recommend you and say, I have donated to the film. I don't care if it's $50. They have to have given you something because 
their job is to allay fears that you are reliable, dependable, artistic, and you will make a good film. So I know that's a lot, but all of this is fun, and it can be a great party. And the wonderful thing you do in this funding party is you ask people, would you like, uh, would, I would like to have another party. Is there anyone here who would allow me to discuss this with them? And if so, please see me tonight and book that second, third party, because I know a woman who funded her entire feature film and it was about $200,000 from funding parties across America. It works. Wow. Wow. Okay. Now, you did also mention that action list, an action list should be under your goals. And I remember you said to put the goal on your bathroom mirror. You said this one time in one of your other shows and also in your book, you you want to put the goal on your bathroom mirror to see it daily and to read it out loud. So why is this? When you speak the words, I have 10000 from my funding party to make my film, that action helps bring that vision into this third dimension. Your goals happen faster when you state them out loud. So always do this in your own quiet place. Don't say this goal to anyone. Keep your goals to yourself. But talk about it out loud because that's manifesting. Words are manifestors. They bring things to you. Okay. Just a little bit of fine-tuning on what you just said about keep your goals to yourself. Um, There's also the idea that sometimes when you speak to other people about the things you want to create, they're a part of what helps that creation to happen and their knowledge of what's going on uh, contributes to it. So what is the difference between that and what you just said about keeping your goals to yourself? Okay. All right. Well, let's say that I, my goal is to get $10,000 from funding party. All right. Now, if I tell that to my girlfriend, Adrian, who's going to open her house to me, she may faint on the floor. I have to pick her up because she's saying, oh, my God, my friends don't have that kind of money. So I should never say that. I should say, I, I, whatever we raise, I will be forever grateful. So I do not share the dollar amount because the people can't handle that sometimes. Actually, okay. I went to a funding party one time. Um, the chicken of the soul, chicken soup of the soul writer, he's a great manifester. He had absolutely nothing, Claire, and he had written this book, and he wanted to sell a million copies. That was his goal, and he didn't know how. So uh, one day he, was, uh, he put some ad in some small place or something, and one of those uh, scandal sheets contacted him. And said, you know what, I think this would be a good product to market in our magazine. Really, he said? Yes, they said, we think we, that you can do quite well with us. So he set up an advertising campaign, uh, was something like the Enquirer, and bang, he became a multi-multi-millionaire. His house was in Montecito on this brilliant golf course, and it was room after room of art, and he took me in the back and was showing me his wife's art. And she's a great artist. 
And uh, he said when he moved into that house, he said we had nothing. We bought the house. We had nothing. Now we have so much art that we have a storage facility, and we uh, we take it. every six months we rotate and move this some into the storage and bring some to our house. So I I've seen it, and he is a living he's living proof. And he didn't share that goal. He just uh, knew in his heart what he wanted and kept dreaming about it and like Wallace says you know you can't get the goal to come out of the mountain mine itself and roll down the street to you but when somebody opens a door like that and says why don't you advertise with us or why don't you put your uh, film over here on this platform let us help you market it you better think okay I'm asking the universe for this and that is that going to take me to my goal? And if the answer is it's a possibility, then that's what you want to do. Oh, and by the way, I'll okay. say it's this funding party. They gave people the opportunity to uh, donate in three different ways, all right? And it was confusing. And I, <laughs> I knew what she was going to say, and I still got confused. And the, and the amount okay. that she raised was very small based on the audience. And she said to them, maybe 30 people there, I want to raise $60,000. Well, I mean, do the math. That's a you know, minimum of $2,000 a person. And so that meant that those people who could write 5000 might not. Or those people who could only write 500 definitely wouldn't. So she shortened mm. her... Uh, donations by by giving that dollar amount. Do- money has a strange energy for some people, so you have to be very careful. Not to share your goal in that moment would be to your best. But sharing the information about the film, its benefits, your passion, and your need, mm-hmm. and how you will spend the money. That's what you would have to focus on. So even though you think these are the people that will help me reach my goal, you, uh, they are, but you, it's how you present it to them. So I'd be very careful. Okay. Oh, great advice, Carol. Thank you. All right. So moving on with Waddles as well, I like where he says, the scientific use of thought consists in forming a clear and distinct mental image of what you want which is just what you were talking about, in holding fast to the purpose to get what you want and in realizing with grateful faith that you do get what you want. Yeah, that formless substance, explains Wallace, has the same desire for more from life than you have. I mean, the universe wants you rich and profitable, Creative people can do so much for the universe. Uh, So upon receiving your vision, the universe sets all the creative forces at work in and through their regular channels of action, but directed towards you. Okay. And I know that emotions heighten your realization. So when you feel into your visions, you're fueling your visions with even more energy, but your emotions like joy, success, confidence in your vision 
all of those things contribute. So once you start using emotions with your visualizations, you can carry that energy over into your life that day. So fuel your morning, (laughs) literally fuel your morning reading with joy and confidence and use them to empower your day. Yes, emotions are powerful energy, and we can turn emotions into good energy. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross taught me that. She gave workshops on loss, and uh, she taught us that loss is an energy and that you can use that for creativity. And emotions are something that we need to appreciate and use on a daily basis. Just think of how much more you can achieve during the day when your energy is fueled with joy and confidence than uh, when you are disappointed or sad or uh, in fear. I mean, if you're operating in fear or in lack, you will not receive. You're not open to it. Yeah. Right. So plus you must act in a certain way so that you can appropriate what is yours when it comes to you. You're receiving that so that you can meet the things you have in your picture and and what you've been imagining and put them in their proper places as they arrive. And this is really a crucial point in the science of getting rich where thought and personal action must be combined. So now... You must provide for the reception of the thing you want when it comes to you. Yes, absolutely. You must be open to all offers. Someone calls to you on the phone and they say, okay, let's have lunch next week. I want to introduce you to my uncle from Detroit. Please say yes. Who knows? He may love your film and help you reach that $10,000 goal. You want to be ready to receive. Someone offers you a T-shirt, take it, take it. Someone says, let's go to lunch. I haven't taken you out in a long time. Say, thank you. I'd love it. Go. Because you are asking for something, and so you have to keep the door open, and not every time will pay off. But in general, you are moving towards the reception of the goal that's coming to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So also someone may even offer you work during your fundraising, and would you take that job? Yes, I would take all offers. Each time you do, new people come into your life, and that brings you new opportunities because you want to manifest with your creativity. So take all offers because the the universe is out there working for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and another thought around that is that as you accept all offers, you have the opportunity to work with them to see if they benefit you in ways that, that you should continue with that offer or if it shifts into another direction and it, you're complete with it, you can let that go and open that space for another offer. Would you agree? Right. Oh, yes, you're right. Okay. So Wallace is very clear when he says, by thought, the thing you want is brought to you. By action, you receive it. Put your mind into present action, think in the now, and begin to make ready for the reception of what you want. 
And your action, whatever it must be in your present business and must be upon the persons and things in your present environment. Yes. Things come to you in your present environment and through your normal daily life. So know that each day when you wake up, you want to be ready to receive the goal you're envisioning and the one you're reading out loud every day, it's coming. So be open to receive. And it's Mm -hmm. usually a friend of someone you know, someone you know, someone you know's uncle or distant cousin, or uh, someone you haven't seen in years walks back into your life, and there you go. Do not ask how. That's where the left Mm -hmm. brain goes. How is this going to happen? I don't know anybody with money. Stop that. You focus on it being true in the moment. And let the universe handle the how. Exactly. I, I had a personal experience with that about three months ago where um, my husband and I were presented with something that we needed to do, and it was very important. It was actually for his health. It was something that we needed to do for his health. And uh, we, we jokingly looked at each other and said, what bank are we going to have to rob <laughs> <laughs> to take care of this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so what? we left the the doctor's office, and we got home. And within the hour of having arrived home, I get a phone call from a client I worked with, where I did an audio book for him. And uh, there was still a little bit of final editing left to do, and it had been quite a while since I had heard from him. So he contacts me and says, what do we need to do to finish this book? I want to get this audio book out now. And so we talked about it, and he sent the final payment that evening, and it was the amount we needed to take care of what my husband was needing. Yeah. Yeah. How wonderful. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And we were so grateful. We were. We had all that gratitude going on that you talk about. And we, so what we did was this, and this is something that Waddles talks about and you too. Hold with faith and purpose the vision of yourself in the better environment, but act upon your present environment with all your heart and with all your strength and with all your mind and act now. Right. This is the most important part here because uh, when The Secret came out, I loved The Secret, and I thought Rhonda Byrne was brilliant putting that together. But most people thought that all you had to do was visualize and sit back and wait, and that's not how it works. It's an it's a action, it's intention, and attention on your intentions. Dr. Chopra says, put your attention on your intentions for them to manifest because where the mind goes is what happens to you so he's saying the same Mm -hmm. thing margaret thatcher said and waddle said years ago so that's not a hard thing to remember attention on Mm -hmm. intentions is the way to go but most of the time your opportunities to write your daily routine are coming to you this way you see so by by you going home paying close attention to your emails and following up and being present and 
and thankful and in gratitude and saying, yes, I'm here. I can do this. What What do you want? Let's do it now. I'll give you my priority. Bang. It all worked. So your vision, your faith will set the creative force in motion to bring it towards you, and your action will cause the forces in your environment to move you towards the place you want. And that was a perfect example of how this works. Yes, thank you. And remember, Wallace says that there is a thinking stuff from which all things are made and which in its original state permeates, penetrates, and fills the interspaces of the universe. So a thought in this substance produces the thing that is imagined or imaged by the thought. In order to do this, You must move from the competitive to the creative mind, and you must have a clear mental picture of what you want and hold this picture in your thoughts with fixed purposes, with fixed purpose and unwavering faith. So that is what you were just talking about. Exactly. And you must act now and take efficient action. Pretend your goal exists, that you're living it, and be ready to accept as it manifests in your daily life. I understand that we can form things in our thoughts, that we can cause the thing we think about to be created, but I wonder why it's so important to pass from the competitive to the creative mind. Well, Wallace says that we have to use our creativity, which would be our own original thoughts to achieve this goal, because this energy is in harmony with the formless intelligence, which is always creative and never competitive in spirit. We don't want to take anything away from others because there is plenty. We must remember that there is no scarcity in the universe. And we put that thought out that there is only so much of something, then we're limiting ourselves. Creativity is what is used by most entrepreneurs. Uh, Spielberg used creativity. Remember, when he got Amblin screened, he had uh, made friends with the projectionist at the Universal Studios. And I don't know how he talked him into it, but he had the guy put his Amblin uh, short film on after dailies when the room was full of the executives and they were saying, what is this? Whose film is that? Who did that? What's going on? And that's how one of the ways he got known. And that's why he called his, his company Amblin Entertainment, because it was that short film that made it for him. See, he took advantage. He didn't sit there and wait for them to come find him. Uh, he actually got on the lot, found a broom closet, made it into an office. And there's a long story about how he did that. Then he calls down from somebody else's office and says, I need you to go to room such and such on this floor, this wing, and install a phone. And darn if they didn't do it. And so he made his own office, and then he started running around <laughs> being the PA for people. Oh, you're working today. Can I, can I PA for you? You need coffee? You need this? Your scripts? I'll do anything. And he got well-known then. So he was an action person, and he was very creative mm-hmm. how he got in there. Okay, once he got a phone installed, he could get on without sneaking on or without having any problem because they thought he worked there because he had a phone. So 
that's creativity, see? And it's, it sure is. and he wasn't being competitive and trying to build a better mousetrap or compete with anyone. He he found his way through creativity. And that's really the forte of artist. Mhm. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Wallace is right. There is a difference. There's a different energy in creativity than competitiveness. And in cre- creativity, we have unlimited, unbounded ideas to work from. And Shakespeare says in Hamlet, and I believe it was Act Two, I could be bounded in a nutshell and count myself as a king of infinite space. And he's talking about the limitless boundaries of the mind that all of us have access to. And and that's where you want to go for ideas, for your visualization. Right. Exactly right. We want to come into full harmony with this formless substance by entertaining a lively and sincere gratitude for the blessings that this formless structure bestows upon us. But we have to do it lively. We're excited. We're confident and full of joy. And all of those emotions, like you said before, emotions power this energy. It's lighting it up. It's, think of your um, thoughts as uh, little bubbles going up to heaven or going up. And, and when you put emotions in there, they get colorful. There's a red one. There's a green one. There's a yellow one. And so you're highlighting your vision with emotions. Mm. So we come mm-hmm. into full harmony, uh, and that's what it's all about. Right. With all the gratitude, too. So we must form a clear and definite mental image of the things we wish to have, to do, or to become. And we must hold this mental image in our thought while being deeply to the supreme formless intelligence that you just spoke of, that all his desires are granted to him. Yes, and we have to remember, Wallace reminds us, the man who wishes to get rich must spend his leisure hours in contemplating his vision. Too much stress cannot be laid upon the importance of frequent contemplations of the mental image, coupled with the unwavering, unwavering faith and devout gratitude. Now, this is the process by which the impression is given to the formless substance and the creative forces get set in motion. But it, it, when he says spend his leisure hours, well, I don't have any leisure hours, you may think, but you do. You have to drive places. You may uh, do your exercises. You do some meditation, I hope. You get to do a little walk on occasion. Those are all times when you can take your vision with you and make it so clear Mm -hmm. and profound. So even if it is simple as when I raise my $30,000, I'm going to give 10% of that uh, to a charity. So who would I give it to? So you think about the charities you know and love and think, well, I'm going to give $300 to and see yourself writing the check. And So you not only have it, you're planning on how you're going to spend it. You see, that's a visualization. You're going to the very end result. Those are creative thoughts that can work for you. Right. Yes, a good example. So in reading Wallace's work, you begin to believe that this can happen as he is adamant when he says, 
all that is included in this mental image will surely be brought to the person who follows the instructions given and whose faith does not waver. Right. How kind of him to leave us with all this great information. He says, Mm -hmm. in order to receive, Claire, that you must be active. You must keep in mind the purpose to get rich through the realization of your mental image. Every day, you must do all that can be done that day, taking care to do each act in a successful manner. Yes. I know that this is important to give to every person a use, you know, a value, an excess of the cash value you receive so that each transaction makes for more life to all that you touch. And this is a wonderful way to live your life, always feeling that you gave more than you received. Yes, and the men and women who practice these instructions will certainly get rich, and the riches they receive will be in exact proportion to the reality of their vision, the steadiness of their faith, and the depth of their gratitude. I know, Claire, that in our film grant, we offer a free consultation to anyone who would like to know why they didn't get into the top 40. And even the top 40, we give them uh, consultations on why they didn't win and how to make it better. So uh, we don't have to do this. I think we're one of the few grants in the United States that gives you feedback. But we do uh, because we have a small application fee, and that's really what the application fee is for. It's for this 20-minute consultation. But to give you that consultation, we review about five to seven pages, maybe ten pages, of your material. We see your trailer, we take notes, and then we give you the 20 minutes. So we feel that we have more than compensated for the fee to enter the grant with our feedback Mm -hmm. and with the way we support you. Because I, I like to live by that rule. I have always felt in raising money from my donors or raising grants or uh, anything that my donors want to give, I'm always offering something back to them. I market for them. I send out emails talking about their products and who they are and how they're trustworthy. I always feel comfortable in making an ask from someone in knowing that I'm mm-hmm. going to give them more than I'm asking for. And I think that is the secret to going into any situation where you want to ask for something. You have to feel what you're giving is of equal or more value than what you're asking for. And, you know, sometimes, Carol, people don't give enough value to what they have to offer, and they have to go into <laughs> that space of awareness, too. <laughs> so, That's true. you know, realize realize that what you have to offer has a lot more value than perhaps you even give it. Yes, this I love has it been a wonderful when, when people say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And I, I've really, really enjoyed this series that you have done on Wallace's work, Carol. It's been um talk about value. <laughs> you can't even put a price on this. This has been uh, one of the most inspiring uh, courses so far that um, that I've enjoyed 
uh, being a part of with you. And I'm very grateful for all that I have learned in this process. Wow. Thank you, Claire. I really thank you. And to the audience, I thank you for joining us because I believed that Wallace's wisdom, when applied, can be greatly beneficial to all of us. So knowing that you have the power to create your future is a key to a successful and prosperous life. So I want you to take this information to heart and use it. And I want to tell you how grateful I am for the donations that you've given to support our podcast Claire and I sincerely thank you for donating at FromTheHeartProductions.com. And we urge you to send us your ideas for more shows. We want you to tell us who you would like interviewed and tell us uh, what you want more on, like creating miracles in your life. Uh, Anything that you want, let us know so we can move in that direction and keep you happy. That's why we're doing the show, to educate and enlighten. That's right. So, my friends, this concludes Wallace's brilliant book. It's been such a lovely subject to cover, and we must each remember, each of us, to give gratitude on a daily basis to the universe for all we have, and this simple action can bring you lots of joy in your own life, and it seems to be the currency of the universe. So, Welcome that into your life. And please join us next week for the Art of Film Funding Podcast, everyone. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Carol. All right. Bye take good now. care. You, all right. Be well, everyone. Thank you. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone. <laughs>